1: Heavenly Father, we come again, Lord, with bowed heads and humbled hearts and contrite spirits, thanking you once again, Lord, for another day not promised to us. Lord, I'm asking that you forgive us of our sins and our iniquities and our shortcomings and our transgressions, and those things that place a veil between you and us. Lord, I'm grateful for this time I have with my brothers and sisters in Christ that you have given us yet another day to partake in your word and to uplift your name, Jesus Christ, the name above all names. I pray, Lord, that no flesh be glorified in this. I pray, Lord, that my motives, my thoughts, and my ways, Lord, have no power in tonight's message. But let your spirit be upon us, Lord, that you may speak and you may teach your word, aside from physical wants, Lord, and desires and needs. May you meet every need and may your words be clear. May there be a plainness of speech, Lord, that your word may touch the heart. And I just pray, Lord, for more times such as these, for our families and our friends, Lord, for the real dangers that are out there in the street, all the things that the enemy may try and bring against us. I pray that you cover your people in your armor. Lord, in the name of Jesus, mm, Jesus. I bind every yeah, foul Jesus. spirit, every demonic spirit, every spirit of error, every spirit of contention, every spirit of confusion, every spirit of jealousy, malice, hatred, every spirit of fear, doubt, unbelief, unbelief, every sodomite <laughs> spirit, every spirit, Lord, that is not of Jesus Christ, Lord. I proclaim it out, Lord, that it may not have any place here that your spirit will be strong, that your healing will be upon us, and your power be on display tonight, if need be. For you are the King of kings, you are the Lord of lords, you are faithful, just, and you are true, and you are worthy of all praises. Lord, do these things that we pray for, for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, tonight's study is going to be called what uh, is tonight's study? It is uh, to him that believeth in Christ Jesus Amen. and the reason why I felt led huh? Oh, to him that believeth in Christ Jesus the reason why I felt led to this uh, particular study is because we've had a series of other studies where you know anybody can say that they believe in Jesus but how many people actually do? So, you know, a lot of people will look at that word believeth as it meaning just, you know, I believe or I don't believe or, you know, whatever. But it's so much deeper than that. We're going to understand that belief in Christ is a lifestyle, you know, it's not just a mental ascension. It's not just what we do part time. Believing in him is to believe in all of Jesus and everything that he can do. So we're going to cover this, but I'm, I am going to go to this place. I'm going to read this real quick. This is, um, is G4100, and this is the word for belief. And the um, Greek word is pistio, okay, pistio. And it means to think, to be true, to be persuaded of, to credit, place confidence in uh, of the thing believed, to credit, have confidence in a moral or religious reference used in the New Testament of the conviction and trust to which a man is impelled by a certain inner and higher uh, prerogative prerogative and law of of the soul. So this is talking about, like, in other words, not just speaking it, but to be totally persuaded in your thinking and what you feel that can bring you to the truth or or allow you to, to walk with the Lord. Why this is important is because we've had studies... In the past, when we talked about the parable of the sower, remember Jesus talked about how there are some people that, that the Lord plants seeds on, and a person can be, um, what do you call it? They can be, um, you know, they'll receive the word, but because it's not deeply rooted in them, or they don't understand or fully believe, the enemy can just swoop in, take things away, and leave, you know, and then the person's lost. And then there is. Ones who have received the word, but they only received the good messages, the good word. They only received things that made them feel good. And even though, you know, we all know this book can cut your guts out. Mm -hmm. You can hear some things in here that are pleasant. And you can hear some things that you know that we're doing that we shouldn't, that are not so pleasant. So, those people, you know, when they hear about the things that God is calling us to do and what he desires, a lot of people will fall back or become offended because the, the Word is asking you to do something. So they say that th- those people will back off because they're offended. Then there are other people who will come along and they believe the Word, but then the cares of this life keep them from doing what God wants them to do. And then there are those who fully believe. They're the ones that bring in a harvest of people because they are living the lifestyle that makes them authentic that God can work in us. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. Let's go to uh, John chapter 3, and we'll start at verse 1.
2: I gotta find out what it said.
1: Right.
2: Oh, my first time reading the Bible. Okay. Saying. So i have one. We'll go on to John chapter 3.
1: John 3 and verse 1. John 3 verse 1.
0: What's that? I'm fighting the sickness for a week and a half and Oh yeah. Right.
2: Give it to God, yeah, man, We're
0: gonna lay hands
1: on you, man. Mm-hmm. It's all good.
2: Like right John. Right John what? John, John
1: three. three. three we'll start at verse one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. John three and one, and it says, uh, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him. Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, But no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, right away, Nicodemus was talking about what's that?
2: Can you slow down a little bit? That's why I was talking about like.
1: Okay, so what? Um. Fast. All right. So he says that we can't see the kingdom of God if um, you know that if we're not born again in Christ. So we need to be born again in order to even receive those things that, that we can have in the spirit. So then it says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? So we understand here that this guy is not understanding what Jesus is saying. Jesus is talking about a born-again experience that, you know, they may receive the things of God. And this guy, Nicodemus, is thinking, well, how can a man be born if he's old? You know, like he's trying to understand it in a, in a carnal You know, fleshly sense, but Jesus is speaking spiritual. Now we all know when we give our lives to Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. we are made over not just by believing but having a nature that is suitable for Jesus to use us because the end game behind everything we do is Jesus Christ in us. That is all we're doing, that is all we're trying to form is the spirit of Jesus Christ living in you to do a work in you Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So this born of water can be, you know, also being born out of the womb, like our little one over there. Or it can be, you know, being baptized and turning away from our sins and coming, right, and, and moving forward with Jesus. And then he says, Born of the Spirit. That's a baptism given by God that only we can have if he gives it there are many people that are born of the water they've, they've repented of their sins and they tried to move forward with jesus but what keeps us somewhat worldly is we haven't been baptized in the spirit when you're baptized in the spirit that means that you're of that nature of jesus it is His stamp of approval on your life that you can go mm-hmm. forward and like the things that he likes and dislike the things that he doesn't like mm-hmm. all right so it says uh, that which is born of flesh is flesh and that which is born of spirit is spirit so the two do not go together you're either born of the flesh which is just how you you are in this world or you're either born of the spirit and what Jesus Christ calls marvel not that I said unto thee ye must be born again the wind bloweth where it listeth and thou hearest the sound thereof but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So Jesus here is saying that if we are born of the Spirit, we only do what the Spirit of God tells us to do. That is what we do. So this is talking a whole different life of existence, not our ideas, not our wants, not our desires. It's what the Spirit of God wants us to do. Now, of course, he'll allow us to get married and do things and family and all that, but Mm -hmm. When it comes to doing the Lord's will, we have to be um, led by the Spirit in all things. Now, let's just stop for a minute and think about how many people can actually say that we are led by the Spirit day in and day out? I am. You're led by the Spirit in everything you do? I agree. Well, that's awesome. I mean, because I don't even feel like I'm at that place yet of total obedience to doing what the Lord says. Well, for
2: instance, um, there was a guy that about six years ago, and he, had, he was missing part of his leg from mm-hmm. diabetes, mm-hmm. and there was so much snow outside, and I went to go get on the bus, and I told the bus driver, I said stop, because I felt something in, in my body, he said go, go help him, and I went up and I picked him up over my shoulder and brought him onto the bus, and then he walked over and got his stuff and brought his stuff on the bus for him, that's and awesome. everybody started clapping, I looked at everybody and said why, why are you clapping, and I said this is what we all need to do.
1: Amen, that's right. To care for your brother we're going there tonight that's awesome so you see anyone that's led by the spirit of god is a true son of god because as we talked about in previous teachings you know at one minute we're here like in bible study and we're praying and doing all these things for the lord but then we can go right out into the world and do some of the things that jesus christ doesn't want us to do Mm -hmm. so that would be totally led of the spirit So we got to understand to be led of the Spirit is to do what the Spirit wills. Verse 9 Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel and knowest not these things? So we understand that if Nicodemus was a Pharisee and they called him a master, it wasn't that he was a master, but he was someone well versed in the word, well versed in the culture of Israel that he knew a lot of the things concerning tradition. So Jesus is like, how can you be a master of Israel and you don't understand what I'm saying? All right, so he says, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, we speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and we receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? So, This is what keeps a lot of us back from the spirit and what God wants us to do is because we start out, you know, in earthly things and then we're, it's fine, then we're led unto spiritual things. But if we don't even understand the spirit, then we first, I mean, we don't even understand what God is telling us in the earthly realm, what we should and shouldn't do. We can never get to the spiritual things that God wants us to see, you know, and understand. So I just pray right now the Spirit of the Lord moves in this place. That's okay. Verse 13. And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. So going back to this born-again experience and being like Christ, a true um, way of us knowing that we're born again, is because we will lift up Jesus Christ. He becomes your everything. And that's why he says, as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, and that goes back to in Exodus, or I think it was in Numbers, when Moses, uh, when the serpents were trying to attack the people, and, I mean, they were the unbelievers, so he, he took a um, serpent on a pole and lifted it up, but it was supposed to signify Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, and all those that believed weren't attacked. But for those who didn't believe, they were. And that's really symbolic for today because if Jesus is not your everything, the enemy is attacking you. And we know that he is a serpent and he's cunning and he's subtle with everything he attempts to do. So we've got to give the glory to Jesus and that's what helps us to be born again and do what the Lord calls us to. All right? So it says in verse 15 that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life so there, we go into that word believe it we just explain what it means and you know for years I believe that believe it is just to say yeah I know he exists I know he's the son of God I know that they said he's coming back and that was as far as I used to take it but what we got to understand concerning this is that it's saying whosoever believeth in him should not perish and have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent... What's that?
0: That's the biggest statement you You got it. A statement? That statement, that true statement. Oh yeah, it is. Because you hear it
1: over and over, over over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people will talk about it but how many people will actually walk in it? How many will live in it? So we've got to understand that it's what God wants is what makes the difference. It's what we truly believe because many of us can say, I believe, but when it comes down to it, you know, some people will say, well, that word applies somewhat, but not really, or this position is different, or, well, that was back then, but what God is doing today is something different. And we know that God's word doesn't change. And we know that God is the same today, yesterday, and forever, like the Bible says. So every promise that was given to those people in that time is the same things that we can have today if we truly believe. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Whether or not we truly believe, and if we don't, what do we do to get there that we might be like Christ? Because that's what this whole thing is about.
2: I think a lot of Amen. And Unless we. He's me. the one who was whipped and beaten and full of blood and everything that hung from the cross and nailed to the cross. And mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people think, like I was telling you earlier when you guys picked me up, a lot of people, because they can't see it, they don't believe it. Mm-hmm. But I've always told myself and my whole entire family and everybody who I've ever talked to, mm-hmm. believe in seen.
1: That's right. Absolutely. And I mean, you know that's that's the biggest part of what jesus was sitting here telling them then thanks bro because you hit the nail right on the head you have to first believe and a lot of people will choose not to but we're going to find out exactly why so verse uh, uh verse 17 for god sent not his son into the world to condemn the world but that the world through him through jesus might be saved he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, like I said, we can sit here and say, I believe, but how we live determines if we believe. If Jesus said not to do a thing and we do it, regardless of how pure our hearts is or what we, what we truly think that you know we believe, you don't believe. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments now can we get to this process overnight absolutely not this is a work in christ that we might be made right okay so um and said that you have to believe on the name of the only begotten son and this is the condemnation that light is come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil So we can sit here and say, well, some people don't believe because they were brought into their culture. They grew up believing other things. But the Bible makes clear the condemnation that is going around the world and why most people don't believe is because their deeds are evil. They refuse to escape their lust, their desires, their wants that are separate from God, which keeps us from believing. And that's why people get so offended. When you try and bring the gospel and you tell people the truth because what they really want in it is to have you sign off on their sin. Oh, no, this is okay. Don't worry about it. You're all right. You know, and you're not all right. You need to obey what the Lord is telling you to do. And this is a work in progress.
2: Can I give you a clue? Look at the word evil backwards. Live.
1: Live. That's right. evil is just the thing that will keep us from living being like christ verse 20 for everyone that doeth evil hateth the light neither cometh to the light lest his deeds should be reproved this is another thing that keeps people from believing because you know they don't want the light shined on what they do they don't want people knowing but this is the only way that correction can be gained in us there are things that this Bible is going to say that's not going to make us feel so good. You know, it's going to it's going to hurt you. But it's only meant for us to be reproved and corrected that we might be righteous. You know, so God's got to cut through a lot of stuff to get to his people. Amen. I just want to bring up, uh, all right, I'll just read uh, verse 21. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So we have to be able to believe the truth and come unto the truth to believe Jesus Christ. Why most people don't believe is because they will not accept the truth. All of truth is confrontational. All of truth is something that's going to make you feel a certain way. And this is why when people lie, if you notice, they don't even think about it. They just, you know, they just come out and just blurt stuff out of their mouth, just speak. But see, when it comes to the truth, that's when you get to, hey, we need to talk. Mm -hmm. I think you better sit down. Because the truth is just so in your face that wants us to change. So it's so important that we do that.
2: Just like my my mother always told me truth hurts. It does. But it's it's real. Absolutely.
1: And, you know, we can either lean to that truth, which is Jesus Christ, or we can go against it. But he already said, for those who don't believe, they are condemned already. Mm -hmm. Those who will believe that they will be—they—they're the only ones that will receive everlasting life in Christ. Amen. All right, so let's move on. Let's go to—let's uh, go to Mark five. Okay. Go to Mark five. Two books to, the left.
2: Two books to the left.
1: Mark five. We'll start in verse twenty-five. It's all right. You don't listen tonight. Well, so to oh, like put it there. That's true. Right? That is a good baby. Right, Mark chapter 5, and we will begin at verse 25. Yeah, so I'm still trying to get there. No problem.
2: Right
1: here. Verse? Uh, 25. Mark 5 and 25. Am I there?
2: Chapter 5. Yeah, why don't you just tell you? Right here? Yeah. Chapter 5, Mark's... verse
1: 20. Mark 5 and 25. All right, so it says... And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather um, grew worse. So (laughs) here's a story here, what we've been talking about. This woman had an issue of blood. That's like some type of palsy, like something that she would have. And then it spoke of that for 12 years she had this disease. And it said, but she suffered many things of physicians. So she went to doctors, and they wouldn't heal her. She didn't get better. She ended up getting worse. It's kind of like me. Well, you know, this could be applied to so many things, right? It's
2: kind of identical
1: to me. Well, you know, here we are. We're going to hear how Jesus handles it. Verse 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Uh, For she said, if I may touch but his clothes... I shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing himself that virtue had gone out of him that word for virtue was the word dunamis that there was power going out when he laid hands on her and then it says uh, turned him about into the press and said who touched my clothes And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and saying, Thou who touch me? And he looked round about to see her uh, that had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. So this woman believed that Jesus doesn't have to pray for me Jesus doesn't even have to touch me. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, that I will be made whole. So you gotta ask yourself, what type of faith is this? And you see, this is what also allows us to believe and for our faith to grow, is if we know that if we have gone to the world and the world has failed you, and will continue to fail you, then you only have one alternative solution. This woman was only looking for one alternative solution. She knew that it couldn't be relied on anything in this world, anything in the doctors. But her faith and her belief was that the Lord would heal her. And that was all it took. She didn't even touch Jesus. She touched the hem of his garment and was made whole. Now, I'm here to tell everybody, because a lot of people don't think these things can be done today. I'm only going to talk about a testimony that I've had in my life that has helped me to show people that I know Jesus Christ is real. I had a friend that was HIV positive, you know, and she called me and told me that she was having a rough time, doctors diagnosed and said that's what was going on in her life. And um, I invited her to come, you know, and and hang out with me, you know, so that we could um, talk, you know, get things straight in the Lord. But I told her from day one, I know the only reason you're telling me this is because I'm supposed to tell you that the lord is going to heal you and make your life right so she got to that place of beginning to believe and i mean i had i believed it but i just didn't know how well long story short about a year and a half ago i laid hands on that woman in the name of jesus and she was made whole she went to the doctor they couldn't find it anywhere in her system so i know that god can heal this is what the lord jesus christ does He has not changed. It is about how much we believe Him. Mm -hmm. And you see, this world is something that will keep you from believing God because it tries to let you believe that everything in this world is reality. When God is calling us for a reality to be greater than that which we can see, which we can taste, which we can touch, which we can smell, and which we can hear, God's reality is beyond what anyone else would have. So verse... um, 34, and he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. So he made clear that it wasn't the fact that he was Jesus. I mean, well, it was because he was Jesus. But also she believed that Jesus could heal her. And this is what made the difference in this woman's life. Unless we totally believe that Jesus is who he says he is, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, unless we believe that there is nothing that he can't do then we cannot believe in him he is no good to you if you believe 20% of Jesus if you believe 60% of Jesus if you believe 90% of Jesus he is no good to you until we believe in 100% of everything he said everything he meant and everything he wants us to do
2: that's kind of like me that that actually even though it's female talking about, but it actually sent identical to me. Hey. Like I told my doctors mm-hmm. the way they wanted me to take all this medicine and I said, no. I said, no, I don't believe in you. I believe in Jesus. Right. I believe that he's going to make me 510 again, and normal bones, normal structure, and, mm-hmm. and that's, and I believe that we all put our faith into that way that that lady did. Mm-hmm. That's when everything. That's
1: right, because we got to ask ourselves, man, where is our faith today in 2017, going into 2018? I don't care if you've got marriage issues. I don't care if you've got child issues. I don't care what's going on in your life, financial or otherwise. We've got to believe God that these things can be taken care Amen. of. Because inside from Him, we've got absolutely nothing. Amen. So let's go to Mark 11. Mark 11. Mark 11. Yeah, Mark eleven, and we'll start at verse fifteen. All
2: right.
1: right. Mark eleven, everybody there? Verse fifteen, it says, And they come to Jerusalem, and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple, and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. So some people can't even imagine Jesus being like this. He went into a temple and threw out everything that was not right in there, the tables, the people. If you read John 2, I think it even talks about that he made a scourge, a whip, and beat their butts out of the temple. But you see, this is righteous judgment because he's going to explain that what a lot of people are doing in the house of God is not right. So don't let the Lord have to come and see you in a clean house. But this is very important that he did this first look at verse 16 it says and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple and he thought and he taught saying unto them is it not written my house shall be called I uh, shall be called of all nations the house of prayer but ye have made it a den of thieves now we're going to understand why he's explaining this right now because He first, in order for God to move, and that includes us internally and on the outside or whatever we're doing, God has got to clean house so that the spirit may be a suitable place for dwelling. And that's why we can get into worldly things and not have the spirit move. But, you know, we got to make sure that our homes... Our beings and those around us are sanctified for the spirit to move. But most importantly, you want to be sanctified so that the spirit can move in you, so that the Lord can use you. Verse 18, and the scribes and chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him. Because all the people were astonished at his doctrine. So these guys were jealous of Jesus because they didn't want him teaching the truth. So you see, in a lot of false places, you're not going to get the truth. And then you wonder why people's faith is not really there. Why people don't fully believe. Because they're, they're ingesting lies. They're not ingesting the truth that allows you to believe God.
2: Exactly. Amen.
1: So it says in verse 19, And when even was come, like in the evening, he went out of the city, and in the morning, uh, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saying unto him, uh, "Master, behold, master, behold, uh, the fig tree was now accursed, uh, is withered away." And Jesus, answering, said unto him, I mean, unto them, "Have faith in God." For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith uh, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So we've got to understand, Jesus wasn't kidding when he said this. This was not pure poetry. This was not something that he wanted you to think oh wow a mountain Jesus is saying even if it was a mountain and we ask, and we doubt not and we know it in our hearts that God will heal because he is a healer Mm -hmm. then these things will be done there is no ifs there is no ands there is no buts God will do to the heart that believes in him okay so this is what he's trying to have these people understand so um let's see verse 24 therefore i say unto you what things soever ye desire when ye pray believe that he believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them Mm -hmm. so this is not a question of maybe or am i you know doing this right he said hey if your heart is right and you believe jesus christ little one looking on but if you believe jesus christ These things will be done unto us. Mm -hmm. Where is your faith? (laughs) Verse 25. And when ye stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. So, in order to receive these things, you've also got to have the right heart. If you have an issue or aught against any, forgive them so that God can work in you. If you have unforgiveness in your heart, God cannot work in your life. He simply can't. Verse 26 that if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. So we got a choice. We can either obey what the Lord is saying to obey and do what he says, or we can do what we want and be locked out. We have to have pure hearts and we have to believe. And it doesn't matter, the Spirit is moving regardless so that's okay All right. verse um, 27 and they come again to Jerusalem and he and he was walking in the temple there come to him the chief priest and the scribes and the elders and say unto him by what authority doest thou these things and who gave thee the authority to do these things so this sounds like the typical modern church today because you know Just like us having Bible studies here, I've been asked many times, by whose authority do you have a right to come and teach the Bible or to tell people aside from being in a church building? You know, Jesus is going to answer this just perfect because if you become a vessel fit for God to use and the Holy Ghost lives in you, you are of the body of Christ. You are not of the body of Christ if you belong to a church. You are not of the body of Christ because your grandmother, your family members, or you grew up somewhere. The body of Christ are those who house the spirit of God that God may be able to use. Amen. That is the body of Christ. Amen. That is the church of God. Amen. That is them that are separated unto Jesus Christ for his will to be done.
2: Hallelujah
1: and amen. Amen. So he says, and Jesus um, answered and said unto them, I will also ask of you one question, and answer me, and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, speaking of John the Baptist, was it from heaven or of men? Answer me. And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say, Then why didn't you? Why did you not believe him? But if we shall say of men. They feared the people, for all men counted John that he was a prophet indeed. So, you see how when you're a liar or when you don't want to face the truth in Christ, do you see what happens to you where you find yourself compromising, trying to go around things? And that's why I tell people here I'm not leaving any stones unturned. Whatever the Spirit tells me to speak here, I'm going to speak. Whatever the Word of God says, I'm going to believe because if I try and compromise and begin to say, "Oh well, I don't know if that meant that." See now, if I'm if I'm doubting one thing that the word says, now I've got to doubt more. I don't. So doubt. you see, you exactly. So you see, you put holes in your belief because some people would say, "Okay, well, since you believe that, how come you're living like this?" And then you have to say, "Oh uh, well." Um, Well, I go to church. Hey, that's not good enough. (coughs) Believing in Christ is a lifestyle. And that's what we need to have in order to serve. Just like we
2: healed him. Exactly. we met him. We felt the power of Christ go through him because of us, of all our beliefs. Because
1: we were vessels fit for Jesus Christ to do a work. So it says in verse 33, And they answered and said unto Jesus, We cannot tell. And Jesus answered and saith unto them, neither do I tell you by what authority I do these things if you don't want to believe the truth then God's not even going to deal with you mm-hmm. so he gave them yeah. an option he said can you guys confess the truth and just admit okay when John the Baptist came did you believe in him because John the Baptist only preached the coming of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and they said we can't tell so all right, don't worry about it. I'm not going to tell you about what authority I do these things. Mm-hmm. See, our God is pretty sarcastic, too. And, you know, he's pretty quirky and, like, you know, witty because he made us in his image. You know, so there are, there are lots of things of Jesus Christ's personality that we have. But, you see, he gave them a chance to be up front, but they would not. So we cannot call ourselves believers if we will not accept the truth. Let's go to Mark 16.
2: 15?
1: Yes. Yep. Mark sixteen, and we'll start at verse, verse
2: uh fourteen. Yeah, already awesome. Go okay. ahead.
1: All right, so we'll go to Mark 16, and we'll start at verse uh, 14, and it says, what's that? Oh, I guess he's on his way, let's see. So Mark 16 and 14, and it says, afterwards he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at me and abraded them uh, with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them, which had seen him after he was risen so remember if you go back to the beginning of mark 16 there were people that believed Mm -hmm. that jesus christ was raised from the dead you know the first people to see him was mary magdalene remember and then um john and peter came looking for him to see him now he's sitting amongst the 11 not 12 this time because judas was a traitor remember and he hung himself Mm -hmm. well this is after the resurrection of jesus christ and um he says they appeared and they sat there unbraided upbraided of them that uh, with their unbelief and hardness of heart but jesus said this is verse 15 and he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved and he that believeth not shall be damned so A lot of people will take this and say, well, when Jesus meant go and preach the gospel everywhere, he just meant like, you know, he was only talking to the disciples, you know, Mm -hmm. because after all, they had to do the work. So why do you think in 2 Timothy chapter 2 that God is looking for a vessel fit for the master to use? Because he intends for the same things to happen with us. But why most of us don't believe that Jesus wants us to go and share the word is because a lot of people are slothful. They are lazy. And more importantly, they are afraid to go and put themselves out there. What's that? Who started that rumor? Who started what rumor? That Jesus doesn't want us to go pursue <laughs> Oh man, that's yeah. in so many churches today. Man, you got people mm-hmm. saying Jesus did it all; the that disciples created,
0: did it. That was just manifested in. Their, in their own.
1: Exactly. It's never said that anyone in the Bible. Never once. Let me just use
2: the words of the Bible and put it in their own perspective. It's their own
1: lust. Because think about it. And and I'm not trying to pick on churches. Churches serve I a agree. purpose. They have good places for people, but you gotta understand. Jesus said the wind blows where it listeth, and neither can tell the sound thereof, meaning everyone led of the spirit. If everyone gets led of the spirit, what will happen to that church? You think about that. Once people grow up and decide to serve the Lord, believe in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. Now I don't have an income. I don't have a job. So now what am I going to do? You see, so I think in many places, not all churches, some churches are beneficial for growth, but then there are others. They get you to the point of believing somewhat, but then they want to keep you confound to their needs, to their desires. But see, a man that is fully after Christ, I mean, he can just tell you to get up and go and serve him and do whatever now. So God wants us to be vessels unto him that he may use us at his leisure. Mm -hmm. But see, why most people won't go out and preach the gospel is because they they are afraid, one, too conscious of their daily living, and they won't go forward and do what the Lord tells us to do. And that's what confines people, their love for the world. That is the problem. They love the world more than they love God. They believe that the world is more real than God. So Jesus says, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if your treasure is in the world, you are going to do only worldly things. But if you believe Jesus Christ, then you are going to make yourself a vessel fit for him to use. How do we make ourselves vessels fit for him to use? Give it all to him. Lord work in me as I'm growing in grace, clean me out. as I a, as I seek a relationship with you and pursue one, the Lord will work in your life that you might do His will. That's why Romans 12 and 1 says, that we beseech you brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds, Mm -hmm. that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in order for us to believe God, we've got to be transformed in our minds. Mm -hmm. And that is why we cannot, you know, serve the Lord effectively if we're more focused on what we can have In this life there's nothing wrong with having things in this life but if God should call you to do something then you obey the Spirit of God that is what it's about it's not about trying to tell people quit your job or just go out and do whatever be led by the Spirit in all things that you do Mm -hmm. all right verse 17 and he says so Jesus left a marker on those that believe and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall take up serpents meaning like they shall cast out serpents if they drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt them they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so you see the, this is the sign of what Jesus Christ wanted for them that believes and that's why you can have a lot of people behind the pulpit talking a lot of trash you got a lot of people that go to church on Sunday and Monday through Saturday. They live like hell. But the thing is, is that a believer is going to have these signs. If you pray enough and your heart is pure, the Lord will give you a prayer language. You will speak with a new tongue. You know, I mean, when it's beneficial for the, the Spirit to use you, you know, you will cast out demons out of people's lives. Because you see, a lot of people, why they can't serve the Lord is they are affected by that which is within. The authority of Jesus Christ can take away any demon from our lives, but we've got to believe him. Why? And there's times I've laid hands on people and nothing has happened. Why? Because that person likes their demons. They like where they are. They don't want to serve the Lord. They may want to get rid of the illness or whatever it is they're going through, but they don't really want to serve God. So it is important that we make a confession. One second. Oh, okay. (laughs) That we, oh, no, that's fine. But it is important that we make a confession to the Lord and, and, and really in our hearts turn away from that which we don't want to be bound by. Then you'll see the spirit of the Lord work because the heart is pure. But if you say, Lord, heal me, the Lord goes and heals you, and then you go off and do something else. It's like, so what's the point in healing you if you're going to turn to something else to destroy the temple? Okay, so, and and like I said, we grow in grace. This is not dumping on anybody, but God wants us to be purified and sanctified and separated unto him. Sanctification takes a long time. It's a lifelong process. Just when you get over one sin, the Lord is coming to get rid of another. Just when you're in one place and you think you've made it, the Holy Ghost comes and shows you. No, we got more to take out of you. So you see, these signs will follow those who believe. And in order to follow them that believe, we've got to be active in doing the Lord's will. Why some things will not come to a person is because that person is not doing anything. Why should God give you his power just so you can sit home and eat Cheetos and watch movies? What are you going to use the spirit of discernment for? To figure out what TV channel you want to watch? I mean, God wants us to be able to do his will. And if we're doing the will of God and we are following him then he will pour out his spirit to help get the job done. God will meet you at your need. If you find yourself in a place where you want to serve, the Lord will say, okay, well, go. And I'm going to meet you there. I'm going to support you. And it is in those situations that we believe God. Because there are times, man, I went out there speaking, you know, in an impossible odds. You got people angry out there doing things, but you know what? You got to trust him and God will show up if you believe Always,
2: percent.
1: that's right verse 19 so then after the Lord had spoken unto them he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God and they went forth and preached everywhere and um, the Lord they preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following so if you live your life in a particular way and believing the word of God God will have signs following to stamp off on his approval for you doing his will. That it all begins in, how much do we believe God?
2: May I ask a question? Yeah. Okay, just for everybody here. So basically, like what you're saying is like, if we we don't do God's will, what we ask people, you know, this is not going to be true.
1: No, the Lord can heal if your heart is pure because he's cleaning us out. But we have to have a real desire to want to serve him. Yes. That's the thing. Because some people just want to be healed from whatever, but then they don't want Jesus. When God heals their lives, then they all of a sudden they just go away. Yes. You see a lot of people that will do that. Yes. The you, is that
0: you still have to put in your God God can help guide you, but you still gotta put in your for He's just gonna take everything away from you. He's just gonna do everything overnight either just like you were gonna learn anything overnight. That's everything right. Happens every time.
1: That's right. And,
0: and people mm-hmm. don't have patience for everything to happen when it needs to because God didn't give it to you more he gave it to you when you needed. That's right. I just happen to be one of the ones that he's answered every prayer. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't, I still have not deciphered why he answered every single one of my prayers. But I do know it's because I have a calling. I just haven't, I mean, I do know, but then I don't know. It's like, it's, it's kind of confusing to me because I've been told I was in the pasture since was it about six months? Six months before my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told the first time by six pastors at once, mm-hmm. and then I was told by a whole prayer team, and I was told by another prayer team. I, after, after going through everything I've been going through in my life, I realized I ain't going nothing. Because when I put myself in Jesus' shoes and realized how much complaining we do and how much He went through, the mm-hmm. rest of the year, He must be looking at us like, oh, poor me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're absolutely right. You exactly. said absolutely like, give right. Give me a
0: break. You do nothing, you it. You not hear what happened to me? To you. <laughs> <laughs> you hear? Yes. Tell me. God, mm-hmm. I lost. Oh, you lost someone. Oh, oh, oh. manna. So I keep. That's the, the vocal standpoint that I get in, in, in the mirror. Man, mm-hmm. Be the person you're intended to be. But know that when you reach that point like I know when I I already know ahead of time which is it's so crazy to be empathic with me it's like I know the stages that are going to happen and I know how it's going to happen but I don't want I don't want to believe that's what's going to happen but God's already told it to me in my head but it's like really God and then, and then I have to get confirmation by him like, slapping in my face
1: mm-hmm. and he will <laughs> he'll get your attention that's for sure and you're absolutely right because the more God conscious we become the less self conscious we become so you're absolutely right Eloy I mean this is, this is what it's about is being effective in serving Jesus Christ let's go to uh, man I'm glad you said that let's go to Matthew 17 and we'll start at verse 14 Matthew, right. Matthew, seventeen, yeah, right. yeah, go backwards. Amen. Hey, I love
0: Matthew. Oh yeah. Matthew, is, Matthew, Romans, man, really convicted.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: I think yeah, Matthew and yeah, and Romans, Romans, a little more scary <laughs> because the wrath of God is really scary.
1: Yeah it is. And I wish more people took that serious because God's wrath is the thing that we're appointed to that everyone is if you don't know Jesus Christ. See Jesus Christ pays that debt for us. He already paid it. You even know? though
2: even though I like I have a hard time preaching to people, mm-hmm. I still tell people to keep their head up and pray to God. Mm-hmm. I yeah, do have I a hard, hard
1: time, time preaching
0: to somebody that I wouldn't hold myself accountable. Uh-huh. So you shouldn't you shouldn't preach to someone Something that you wouldn't be willing to either put yourself as an example mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean, to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So the only reason you'd be guilty about it is that you don't know enough to interpret it in a way that you're going to reach them, mm-hmm. or you're, you, you are, you're not ready because you haven't reached that part of your, your inner spirit to be able to convict yourself to say, get an ready." But all you have to do if you have the knowledge already and you have the heart you already have, don't doubt yourself because anytime no. you doubt yourself in life, and I believe this, anytime you doubt yourself in life, you never, it's like I used to tell my son, my son couldn't read, and, and this is, I'm going to use an example my son, I wasn't in his life for like six months, mm-hmm. and he couldn't read. And I'm like, you can't read what's going on with you. So like, I can't, you can't do it. You can't. And it, was, it really would irk me, really get me irritated because I told him, I said, every single time you tell yourself you can't, you're never going to do it. Because until you, tell yourself, until you tell yourself that you can do it and you strive to do it, mm-hmm. you won't do it. Okay. Anyways, long story short, I said, put your finger underneath the line. I said, read that way. All of a sudden, bam, he said, Sentence. He went from a second-grade reading level to a fifth-grade reading level in six months. Mm -hmm. He overcame more obstacles than any kids ever overcame in that school. That's right. And is now at the top of his class. Mm -hmm. That's (coughs) but (coughs) different key points that people, different interpretations that people bring to your attention. Right. That Mm enlighten you. That especially when they do it in more of a humble setting instead of something that they're acting like they're above you or, mm-hmm. or beyond where you're at because you got to know we're all equal no matter what
1: that's right amen. we all have our own talents amen amen we all, and,
0: and we all have our pieces of the pot you know what i'm saying I we, mean, mean. we all have to look at each other like that and, and, and sit there and when someone wants to speak we sit there and we listen The other one speak we sit there and listen but the hardest thing for me is to not interrupt because of the adhd part so I, it's taking me a long time to humble myself and, and, and tell myself, shut up, shut up, shut up. Because sometimes you just need to listen, open up your ears. Because when you, when you, when you listen to what you need to hear, then you're like, oh, all right, now I get it. Mm-hmm. But you don't get it until you open up your ears. Hey, right. amen. you absolutely just, just right. Just like
2: a lot of people, how they think, because I went to, I had to be homeschooled for six years. Because mm-hmm. I had a traumatic brain injury. When I hit my so hard, I was flip-flopping in the road, and mm-hmm. I had to get life into the hospital, and they got me in, they told my mother to prepare for a funeral, and I was in the coma for like 30 days, and when I woke up, I couldn't open my eyes, but I, all I seen was like purple, like, purple angels the mm-hmm. and that's all I seen.
0: And Your is gonna reach the world, bro. Every, it's gonna reach I,
2: the world. Every, Absolutely. Every Absolutely. since yeah. I told my mother, you know, I said, look. 14 brain up brain surgery. yes you don't even understand even though I told my mother you know that whatever I've done in the past to
0: For you to be able to speak it's a miracle For exactly. you to be able to I'm be walk and talk to
1: no you're absolutely right and I mean you know this is something that we got to recognize I'm glad that you brought this up because Mm -hmm. with your situation I had it prophesied I was about maybe three months old or just born but it was prophesied that I would be a man of you know that would teach the word or be a speaker or a pastor or a minister and you know I never believed that and I ran from that for years until one day the Lord just made it right but I knew that he was working on me first with cleaning me up and making me available for him. And he just took over from there. So if, if it was prophesized and that prophecy is true, because I can already hear it in the way you speak, that you do have a gift of teaching, that if you just let the Lord work in you and do what he needs to do, that will come to pass. Because one thing about our God is he cannot lie. Mm-hmm. He, he cannot lie. So if he told you that, I can totally see it coming in you. I can tell, brother, you got the gift, and you do too, of evangelism. We just need to be able to be available for the Lord to work. The more obedient. we get in this word, the more we get in the prayer, the more we believe mm-hmm. he washes us clean as vessels fit Amen. for him to use.
2: A lot of people got to realize that we're not on this earth for ourselves. We're on this word to serve God and Amen. Serve and do what he wants us to do and asks us to do. That's he tells us to do. We must demand. We must command to all his sayings and doings and teachings of what he wants us to do. Amen. It's, it's funny to me though;
0: everything revolves being selfish. Though. it's like <laughs> I was selfish for so long,
1: me too, and, and, and me self-centered,
0: too. right? But leave it to me to become self-centered on the way I help people. I help people because it makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. I, um, I know that. I know that by doing good and and and, and by Doing things right by God, my life's gonna be blessed upon blessed. And it's like the only thing that I told myself that I would do is I wouldn't get greedy this time. God blessed me and my dad with two hundred fifty six thousand dollars. We spent two hundred and fifty six thousand in like three years. Um, didn't have nothing really to show for it. I mean I had a motorhome, six cars, and I mean, went to Vegas a bunch of times, but mm-hmm. reality was is I wasn't educated then as much as I am now, and I wasn't I haven't gone through what I've been through. And um, I know like, like last year I almost got signed. I got signed, um, I backed out at the last minute um, because I wasn't ready to, to go off into the to the world and do the worldly thing as a rapper. Um, I, make, I make beats, that play three different instruments and I've been rapping since I was 16. And I know I'm good at rapping, but I knew, the, I knew the one thing that if I went and I signed I would be doing all these shows and not having my kids in my life I'd go out and I'd get another life mm-hmm. and I'd put and, 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 and where would my where would my kids be they, they would be left behind and I would just be an, another um, abandoned another I'd be you know I, I'd be another one of the fathers that are deadbeats and, I, and I've always been a father of my kids so for me through my life for all those years I can't just walk away I can't just back out Mm -hmm. I mean that's like giving up even though I might not get full custody again me hearing my son saying that he he loves me and misses me every day that was so strong and powerful for me that it woke me up Mm -hmm. it it, it was something I told my son I would try now I'm willing to try now because right now, I'm going to lose that. And, and, and that, that to me, told me that he still loves and respects
1: me. That's right. he's just waiting for me to, to, to man up. That's right. And God loves us just the same. I mean, and, and greater than and, that. So he's got a purpose for every single one of us here. I and mean, better than what we can plan for ourselves. That's the other lesson I, was, I was, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people lately about changing. and
0: I'm, I've been building a team myself. Like, I've been mean, trying to get a lot of people to get on the same board with me, the ones that have potential. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's gonna come come time when when we will have a voice, and and we need to be heard. You know, what I mean, because there's some profound, intelligent people on the street. People just don't realize it. I mean, far fewer between because you you weren't a lot of idiots, a lot more on it on dummies that want to just keep doing what they're doing mm-hmm. and they don't care. Mm-hmm. then you run into these people that you're like, whoa, and they give you the shivers. Um, but see, like, I it right back to them because they're like, wow. They look back at me like, you're like that too? <laughs> like, check this out. I mean, it doesn't really matter how you know it, you just know it when you meet someone. You know, you know, they look directly in your eyes, they, they put all their heart and effort into it, and, You can tell that they they don't deal with bull crap. They don't play. They're they're very old school. and um, They're very driven when it comes to values. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, I said, we need to remember to forgive God though because a lot of times we blame God and we don't realize we blame God. But when we walk away from God, that we're blaming Him. Mm -hmm. It's not in so many words, but we're blaming Him because Mm -hmm. what did He do wrong for you to walk away from Him? That's right. If he's done nothing but right by you. What what made you walk away then? That's right. Just because you're scared? You can't hide from them? Mm-hmm. So it's like. Amen. And, and if Amen. God is the father of fathers, just, just think about it. When you walk out of your parents' house and you don't call them for a year, you don't think they hurt and worry? You don't That's think right. God hurts and worries and wonders what the heck are you doing while you in my house? Amen. Amen. And, and it's just the same thing. Like, and I, I just started deciphering that in, in, in a way that. I can tell people about it and they start thinking about it, you know, like, wow. I never thought about it like that, but it's true. Mm -hmm. We we blame God so much and God has to sit there and just deal with it and it's like
1: that is the long suffering and the gentleness of God. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that He has the power to really get rid of you if he wanted, but his heart towards us, he's so faithful. You know, he sees the beginning from the end and he urges his people to get it right. God doesn't want to damn anybody to hell. No. He really doesn't. That's why we read in John 3, he came to save the world. But he's not going to put up with this foolishness after he's been constantly warning you and warning you. He's going to get to the place of, you know what? You obviously don't want me. So maybe you need to be where you are. And if we come to him and we call him, the Lord will welcome us with open arms. But we've got to be sincere. And what he wants us to do. Mm-hmm. So, everybody at Matthew 17, no, I appreciate your testimony, brother, for sure. Matthew 17, and we'll start at verse 14. 14? Yeah. No. 17 and 14. And it says, oh, and, and when they were come. A, or the, or the, oh, Matthew 17. You there? All right, and verse when that, were,
0: <clears throat> And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him. A certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is the lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and off off into the water.
1: Okay, so the point I want to make Right. right here is that. This guy was praying for his son, and he said his son is a lunatic. That word for lunatic is kind of like moonstruck. It means like epileptic in some ways. But he's saying that his son is going through these things where he's vexed, and he's just falling all over the place. There are times where he loses control. Mm -hmm. So then he says, and I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. So he brought this kid to the disciples of Jesus Christ, and they couldn't be healed. So then he says, and Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him here to me, hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. I'll tell you an interesting story. John Todd, a guy who served the Lord that was in witchcraft for years, but then he left it and the Lord saved his life. Mm-hmm. said that um he is a he is an epileptic he was born an epileptic but once he found jesus christ his brain patterns still read that he's epileptic but the attacks ceased in his life and he never had them again
2: by epileptic what do you mean
1: like epilepsy you ever see when people are have, um, my epilepsy. have
2: epilepsy see, i it? had mammals oh yeah I lose all the color to my face. My face is blue. Because epileptic
1: is kind of like when you lose control over your body. Yes. And and sometimes they'll tell you to put a spoon under their tongue to keep it from, like, going so they won't choke. Yes, that's what I have. But, yeah.
0: My daughter's not even a candidate for brain surgery. She she has deformities on both sides of her brain. Mm. But yet, she's still learning and, and and proving doctors wrong left and right. And... Even though she's not mobile, she's still a happy baby and she's still living, living her life the way she lives it, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just, mm-hmm. but she, li- when I look at my daughter, you know, she was an angel brought into my life because she can't do no wrong, and if she can't mentally do no wrong, then she is an angel, she can't, she can't, she can't be sinned, she can't voluntarily sin, she don't sin, she can't cuss, she can't, do any of the things that we can do uh, mm-hmm. and but there was a reason you know back when I was young when, when I was really little I used to make fun of people that had disabilities and um, not really make fun of all of them but just you know the ones that the teeth hung out and you know, like I was a class clown so I you know took right. my teeth out behind them and put uh, my hands all you weird know. And mm-hmm. one day I got suspended because of and my mom said you gotta watch out, making fun of, poking fun of kids like that. One day you might have a kid like that of your own, and I ended up having um, a kid with mental tradition. And now I back them up like no other. You no, know, it's like mm-hmm. anybody talks about those kids. I mean, I'd be all over them. I'm happy. But but I realized that sometimes you gotta get put in your place before you under have understanding for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean it's really a absolute It takes a lot of things that we need to be real humble. Mm-hmm. We think we're humble and then no, no, no step down. Think you're humble, and then, no, no no step down.
1: That's right. Sometimes wild. God's got to bring us low so mm-hmm. that we can be made right. right, because pride is the very first sin that made man fall from heaven. Yep. I mean made Lucifer fall. So verse eighteen says, So Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Now think about that. Look at how many things they'll tell you there's no cure for. There's nothing that we can do. And he's telling you, man, if you even have faith as a grain of mustard seed and you really believe, Mm -hmm. these things can be done. I'm a living witness to tell you that this is true. But I also know I need more faith. Mm -hmm. I need more faith to do a mission impossible to reach the lost of those people out there that can't get it. But look at what he says in verse um, 21. How be it? This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So, what Jesus was able to do was to deny the flesh, is why his spirit man was so strong. And that's why, you know, I encourage people in their walk to fast, pick a day or whatever like that, you know, sun up to sundown. Just to subdue your flesh so that your spirit man will grow stronger. Mm-hmm. It's not you that doesn't want to believe. It's your flesh. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's why it's important that we subdue this flesh. Mm-hmm. That the spirit man that God gives you can grow and do the things of God.
2: It's kind of like how my doctor said that this acromegaly is not beatable. It's only manageable. Mm-hmm. I look through straight in his face and I said, I can do anything with God.
1: That's right, in Christ Jesus, all things can be done. But you see, when you got that kind of faith in the world, they look at you like you're some kind of nut. Mm-hmm. You know, and you mean this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the reality of Jesus Christ that the world is not ready
2: to receive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Let's go to John. Um, John. Uh, let's go to John six.
2: Which is left to right? Right.
1: Yeah.
2: Let's go to Romans
0: 23. Revelations 23. And see where we are in the world right now. it's so mean scary lately, yeah, Going back yeah, and forth to Revelations, I'm like, oh my goodness. That's mm-hmm. right. We're like literally John, it's in the 20th twi- yeah. now. Twi- mm-hmm. You notice that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, weird. Yeah. Life is changing, man. Things yeah, are getting and ready to do. Uh,
0: we're in the yeah, twenties. The end of the book is twenty eight. So if we're
1: in the twenties, what does that say about the room See, and God that's why he wants our faith to get to that place because you know, I hate history. to tell people sooner or later we're gonna be dealing with things that are gonna be in your I mean, you're gonna be your nightmares come to life. And that's I know right. that's a hard reality for people, but what we can't deal with. Just check the Bible and just do it. But John 6, and the thing is, is that, you know, we have to be able to do what the Lord says to do. Because, man, we're going to come a point where we're going to be dealing with the spiritual realm. And people are already dealing in it. And it's going to come to life where we really have to have that place. Exactly. All right, so we'll go to John 6, and we'll start at verse... Uh, Let's start at verse 20, 35. 35. John 6 and 35, and it says, And Jesus Mm. said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth (laughs) on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you, that ye also have seen me and believed not. All that the Father giveth me shall come down to me, I mean, shall come down uh, and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Now, if you read earlier in this chapter, Jesus took the people that followed him into a desert area. And um, they didn't have anything to eat. Jesus looked and saw how much food they had. They had two loaves, and um, I think, or two fishes, or two fish and um, five loaves. So, you know, that represents the number seven where God was getting ready to do something spiritual. So he took the he took the bread and brought it up in the air to the Father. He blessed it, and he began breaking it, and he fed 4,000. Not only did he feed them, but they had 12 baskets full, you know, symbolizing God's government. Remember, he, 12 is God's number of completion. So we understand that when this was being done, God was trying to show them, when Jesus was trying to show them, that it doesn't matter where you are or what your circumstances are, I can provide for you out of nothing and that's what god will do if you believe
2: amen i totally believe this so
1: he's saying that after all he did these people don't believe even after taking them from a desert place they came back to jesus christ for food but they did not want jesus christ in them they didn't want his (laughs) lifestyle they wanted the miracles and this is where most people are today they'll accept the things that God that they can get from God but they don't want God and aside from that you can't have God you can't no. you can't pimp Jesus no. you can't take what you want from him and then go and live your life no, don't you've leave. got to want him and everything else will be added unto you he says first seek the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things shall be and all added, his added unto and all us
2: his and righteousness. that's right
1: all right, so these people didn't believe verse 37 all the father giveth me shall come to me and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out for I came down from heaven not to do mine own will but the will of him that sent me and this is the father's will which hath sent me that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at that last day and this is John six and verse 40. I'm at now and this.
0: Yeah, it does. So oh, that's, uh, no, that's mm-hmm. like, so
1: no, that's first. John, um, mm-hmm. I wanted to go to um, John. Uh, six. Yeah. Uh, John six and we're at verse 40 right here. All right. All, All right, right, John. John yeah, John six and we're at verse forty. It says, "And this is the will of him that sent me. This is God the Father's will, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at that last day." So, what do we? What does it take? The Father's will is that we believe in Jesus Christ, and we already learned that that believing in Jesus is greater than just saying it with our words just you know, fantasizing about it it has to be a lifestyle we've got to believe God Amen. I'm sorry little one but there it says in verse 40 let's skip down to 43 Jesus um, therefore answered and said unto them murmur not among yourselves no man can come to me except the Father which uh, hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up at that last day it is written in the prophets and they shall be taught they shall all ta- they shall be all taught of god every man therefore that have heard and have learned of the father cometh unto me so you know that jesus and his father are inseparable so that's why we can say god bless you but the thing that we got to understand is most people believe in god their god can be anything it is jesus christ that is the name that becomes controversial the name of Jesus Christ symbolizes to everybody what God you're speaking of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, when we speak in the name of Jesus, that's when you'll find some people will believe and some people will be offended. That's but see, when you say God, no one is really worried about that because everybody believes in some type of God. Yeah. You can make this TV your God if that's what you choose. It doesn't make it God, no. but this is what you can call it. Yes. So when you say the name of Jesus Christ... You are speaking of the one true God, the only true God. All right. So he says, verse 47, I believe that's where I am. Verse 46, uh, not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, hath he seen the Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you, that he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. Another name for wilderness is kind of like the world. It's kind of like a barren place. These people were seeking from God what they can get from him to sustain self, but they were not seeking him. Jesus will sustain you. This is the bread that cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven, If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give him, that I give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So we understand that Jesus sacrificed himself later on. And if we believe in his death, burial and resurrection, and that we are washed clean by his shed blood. We believe in the finished work of Christ. Yes. The spirit will live in us to do the will of God. But we have to repent and turn away from sin that we might be vessels fit for him to use. Amen. Verse 52, the Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat of the flesh of the son of man, And drink his blood. Ye have no life in you. So unless we have Christ in us. And we seek that relationship through his word. And through spending time with him. We cannot see the kingdom of God. It's not about believing in Jesus. We've got to know Jesus. And the only way we're going to know him. Is spending time with him. And going through trial and tribulation. With him. Believing him. Every step of the way. Mm -hmm. Because. What? Oh Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be talking about him. No, I know. We That's all know cool. Jesus here. All right. <laughs> it cracks me up. Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: Every time I hear it, it's like, okay.
1: No, no, totally. Because,
0: so, you know, anybody can always say that you know Jesus, but until they can back it up with lineage, they don't
1: know. Uh, well, and back it up with signs and miracles following, you know. That, that'll that tell you, you spent time with the Lord. When you give
2: it all to him. So, yeah. It's like when they take that uh, cracker or that bread at church and they dip it in the wine. Mm-hmm. That's the blood of Christ. That's
1: right. That's right. And now you never believe what we said so far. How many so-called church people would be offended by this? So you saying, I don't know the Lord. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you, You need to, everyone needs to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. They'll get mad at you because they assumed that going to church was believing in God. Mm -hmm. You can go to church for a lot of things and Jesus doesn't even have to be a part of it. It could be that cute girl sitting in the second row. It can be because you see all your family and your friends there. It can be that's because what you've done for 20 years going on Sunday, Mm -hmm. doesn't mean a thing. Knowing him is spending time with him. And more importantly, it's Jesus knowing you. Does he know you? Because you know, you can say you know Jesus. I can say I know Michael Jackson. I know a lot about him, but I don't know Michael Jackson. How do exactly. I know? Michael Jackson didn't know me. Exactly. Okay, but yeah. What I learned over time was
0: that we don't we give ourselves too much credit for a lot of things that we do, and we don't give the Lord credit for for the things that He does. Mm-hmm. And, and when we get to the point where we can give the Lord all the credit and give ourselves way less credit, and start realizing that He does way more Amen. for us than we do for Him, mm-hmm. and, and and ask ourselves, what do we go to church for? Because if you're going to church for your own purpose all the time, and you're not going to give any works for Him, then what's the sole purpose of going to church then? Exactly. Because if, if all you're going to church for is for a little bit of fellowship, it really ain't worth that little bit of fellowship Because you're just going there to hang out. Anybody can go anywhere to hang
1: out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, and I've heard a pastor say, church is the craziest place in the world where you go somewhere for 50 years and you never put into practice what you learn. What good is this book to you if you don't believe in Jesus, if you don't believe what he said to do? I agree with Eloy there. This is the truth. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, a lot of people sit there and not do what God says to do. But yet you're sitting there? Why are you even coming if it's not benefiting you one bit? That's a waste of your time. Amen. You know, so yeah, hey, you're absolutely right. So see, we need to believe on Jesus Christ and his finished work in order to get the job done. John eight, right next door. John eight will start at verse forty four. Chapter eight. Yeah, John chapter eight. Thank you, sir. And we'll start at verse forty four.
2: Forty four. Yeah. Oh my goodness, thanks. oh yeah. there all right Uh,
1: you know what you guys are gonna hate me for this let's go to let's start at um verse 37 all right verse 37 okay john 8 and 37 it says i know that uh, ye are abraham's seed but you seek to kill me because remember these were the pharisees because my word hath no place in you, so why do people get mad at us for preaching the gospel? Because God's word has no place in them. I speak that which I have seen, which my Father, and He that, and He do, and and ye do, that which ye have um, seen with your Father. And um, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. <coughs> Jesus said unto him. If ye were Abraham's seed, ye would do the works of Abraham. So what was Abraham known as? A friend of God. Mm -hmm. Abraham would do what God asked him to do. Abraham was ready to sacrifice his own son. You know, and I mean, you know, everybody's got to think about that. Man, comparing your love to the Lord. I don't have children, but I want to talk to anybody that does. Let's just say God gives you a child and he says, I want you to sacrifice that child to me. I mean, that would be unthinkable for people today. Now, of course, um, Abraham didn't sacrifice his son. As he got ready to draw his knife, the Lord said, draw not thy sword. You know, he just wanted to know, would you hold anything back from me? So even our most prized possessions, if we believe God, would we be willing to separate from them for God's sake? We've got to love him more than anything and that's what gives us the ability to believe because he is more than anything that we can possibly imagine.
0: The only way I'd be able to do that is if, if he took me at the same time. It's the only way I'd be able to take sacrifice like my son to, to the Lord because i won't be able to live with myself afterwards. If, if he take me at the same time then I know that me and my son the spirit would probably still be centered together for
1: and see, that's a great sacrifice. I mean, that's another thing that this is what we also have to believe since we're on this tonight. We've got to believe that everything God does, everything God says, everything that God asked for from us is righteous. Okay. I don't care if he's judging us. I don't care if he's correcting us. I don't care what he's commanding us. Everything that God does is right. God cannot be wrong. And mm-hmm. we've got to get that in ourselves no matter what he commands from us, he is righteous yeah, because maybe. some of these beliefs are going to come between us and family one day us and friends, us and other things, go ahead brother well, people
0: don't realize that when you're in a dark demise, everybody in the light can see you mm-hmm. but, every, but if you're in the dark you can't see the light mm-hmm. so basically like you people think when, you know. Have you ever felt like um, everybody's staring at you? Mm-hmm. Everybody's looking at you, and, and, and there's a, there's a guilt upon that because if you don't have no guilt and you're living your life righteous, you don't have a worry in the world. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing to touch you because mm-hmm. your spirit ain't broken at all because mm-hmm. you're doing the right things. Mm-hmm. The only time people can get you all sketched out and mess with and mess with you. Is if you got something to hide and there's something
1: that you're not, you're not at one with yourself, at. you are so Amen. right. You That's are so right. right because this is why he wants us to accept the truth and live in him. Amen. Why? Because the devil can pull out of you that iniquity that is already there. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus said, The ruler of this world comes, which is Satan, and says, He's got nothing in me. Jesus had no sin in his life, nothing that the enemy could use against him to hurt him. All right, so let's get to this place here. It says, so he said they would do the words of Abraham. Um, But now ye seek to kill me, mm -hmm.
0: a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God.
1: This did not Abraham. That's right, Abraham did what the Lord commanded him to do. Verse 41 says, But ye do the deeds of your father, and then
0: said they to him, We be not born of fornication, we have one father, even God, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, Neither came
1: I myself, but he sent me. Alright, so we gotta understand too here that what the Lord is saying is that, and this is gonna touch every religion in the world. Jesus says if you love my Father, I mean, if you really love God, then you would accept me. Now that's gonna ring volumes around all unbelieving places. People that think that Mary is just the equivalent to Jesus. People that think that Jesus and Lucifer were brothers like the Mormons believed. People that believe all sorts of things. It's saying that if you really have the true God, then you would accept Jesus Christ. That is important. He has got to be the central focus behind all
0: that we do. Now's when it starts to get heavy. Oh, yeah. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer and from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh
1: of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Okay, so now when we look at this here, Jesus is saying that anyone that does not receive the truth... In Christ Jesus is of the devil, mm-hmm. and I mean that. Hey, <laughs> this is a touchy subject, but this is the word that we need to understand. Yeah. And and if we really do believe the words of Jesus, the first thing that we would want to do, if we have any family members, I know that there yeah, some of my family members unsaved, but you want to deliver them the truth in the word. Why, out of love? But Jesus said, "I came not to bring peace. I came with a sword." He came to set a man at variance against his father and his mother-in-law and everyone, you know, why? Because he knew that this truth, this believing in Jesus truly is going to come between family members. This thing is spiritual 100%. The physical is that which we can identify with, but it is not that thing that God pays attention to. All Jesus Christ cares about is, is the spirit of God in you. Mm-hmm. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and is God truly your Father? Because as our brother Eloy just read, if you don't believe, then your Father is the devil, and the lust of your Father ye will do. Jesus said, you can't even hear my words. Why? Because the Bible makes clear in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and 4, or 3 and 4, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world, lowercase g, which is Satan, you know, blinded the (laughs) minds of them which believe not. Unless the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ is shined unto them, those people have no hope. So while most people will not receive the gospel as a whole, is because they are of their father, the devil. It doesn't matter how much they say Jesus, it doesn't matter how much praise, if they get happy and do the happy dance in church and say hallelujah 50 times. If you can't receive the truth in Jesus Christ, your father is the devil. Now, how many people believe that and this is written in red letter? Now, this is not condemning anybody or their families, this is just making it clear We've got to believe Jesus and see if we believe him, then there will be power behind those words and the Lord will empower you to get to them. But we first got to believe it because compromising for our friends, our family and those out there of other faiths, you're not doing them a favor. Jesus is not going to change one thing that he said in this word, what he said he will do. So we ought to believe Very Him true. as righteous Amen. and ask Him to give you the words that other people may be set free. Amen. That is important.
2: Amen. All I've right. already been saved. I've been baptized, reborn again. Mm-hmm. And being here with you guys, I mean, I've never felt this in my hand, but I feel like I'm shaking.
1: Oh, please the Spirit of God working through you. I believe I like the Spirit is working. God is good. Amen. Alright, so verse 45 says, And because I tell you the truth, ye believe not. Which of you convinced me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. So that is clear. If you don't want to hear it, then check your spirit. But we cannot pretend that Jesus Christ is wrong. Maybe there's some things he didn't mean. It probably didn't apply to us. It's changed since then. We've got to believe this word as a whole. You cannot believe some of this and then throw the rest away. Because then what have you got? A ripped up Bible with holes in it. Every single
2: thing that's written in the exactly. Bible is God's,
1: true. Exactly. Right.
2: A lot of people say, oh no, it's been rewritten or it's been this. I tell my family this every single time. Everything that they that is in the Bible is one hundred percent true. Amen. The most the reason why most people are afraid to read the Bible is because they're afraid that they're, that something's going to tell them something inside mm-hmm. there that's going to scare the hell out of them, or that's going to make them fear, fear, see that that's right, so sort of scare the hell out of them. No matter what. And
1: what keeps people from believing too are demons, man. There's yep. a such thing as religious demons. Demons can come in all forms. They're not just, you know, scary monsters that go after people. You got demons that'll sit in church and say, Amen. Amen. And I mean, you know, you don't think that's a demon. That's a demon. You know how you know? Bring the truth of Jesus Christ to them and watch their reaction. Yep. You know, First you know, they'll you look
0: start their eyes and you convict them. Exactly. So I, if I, know, I look I look directly into your eyes and, and they won't be able they won't be able to directly look you in the eyes, they'll have to look down. They will literally look down. Mm -hmm. And when you catch it, you say in the name of Jesus, I I command you to tell me who you are. That's
1: right. And they have to, they have no choice. Exactly. That's right, the authority of the Lord is that great, but that's what it means to come forward with the truth. You don't know mom and dad until you preach the gospel. You'll find out what's behind some people. You don't know your brother or sister until you tell them, hey, the Bible says this. And you, well, that's his opinion. You're like, man, why are you so aggressive? You don't respect or love none of us. I want you out of this family. Like, wait, wait a minute. I thought we were family. So, mm-hmm. this thing is more spiritual than it can never be physical. I kind of like
2: about what I text you about my stepdad and me.
1: Because
2: he's an atheist, my mother's an atheist. And it's like every time I try to preach to him, like, they just get very violent. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to take off for a while and just go.
1: You said? But that's the spirit that's behind people and yes. why they won't receive the truth. <laughs> All right.
0: It's sad, but. Nowadays is not the time to be weak spirited. Not the time to be an atheist. Amen. I all for him. Amen. There, there was one
2: time I was on the max and some dude said "F Jesus" right in front of me, and I said, "Look, I said, I said, first off, you better watch your mouth. That's right. Really. I said, <laughs> second off, I am a Christian. I believe in God to the fullest, to the hundred percent, and everything that's in that Bible is a hundred percent. And you're only scared to read it because you're afraid you're going to find a different pattern there than what wrong. Really.
1: Amen." And then, uh, you know, some, some people Be would a gangster say,
0: for Jesus. That's what you're telling people. You want to be a gangster. Why can't you be a gangster for God? You put that much effort into this color that you're wearing or this hood that you're backing up. Be a gangster for God. That's right. I don't mean be a gangster. Like gangster. I know what you be mean. Be a gangster, but be tough for the Lord. Be, let people know. Be mm-hmm. driven.
2: One of my good friends is actually a hip-hop artist in the Christian industry. His name is Miko Tender. Uh,
1: all right, and so let's move
2: on we mm-hmm.
1: got to well, I get the little one out of here in a few. So I'm going to um, go on. Let's go to, um, well, I'm at uh, verse 48. Mm-hmm. Then he answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and has a devil? Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. So just sit there and imagine. They're looking at God in the face, Jesus Christ in the flesh, and they're calling him a devil. So you see how religion can make you as a person? You won't even know God when you see him. Verse 50, and I seek not mine own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Um, Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the... (laughs) And the prophets, and thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? So who are you calling yourself, Jesus? You claim that Abraham is dead. And then they said, now we know that you have a devil. Why? Because their minds are carnal and religious not spiritual, where they need to be with God. Mm -hmm. So then he says in 54, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. So Jesus is saying, I'm not here to glorify me. I'm here to glorify the Father. And we are here to glorify Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. for the Father. So you see, it's a pass down of hierarchy. Mm -hmm. We cannot honor another. So he says... Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his saying. So you see, believing is more than what you can say with your mouth. You know him, meaning you spent time with God, but you also keep his saying. So you see, Jesus is telling you the complete way to believe, not just you know, i um, knowing him and spending time in relationship, but you keep what he is saying. That's how real God is to you. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. He didn't ask you to feel anything about it. If you love me, you will obey. Amen. All right. So he Amen. says, um, verse 56, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? So they're back to their carnal ways. Jesus saith unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. So he was letting them know that he was the burning bush that Moses talked to. He was from the beginning when that angel of the Lord came to go into the (laughs) house of Abraham to speak. It all began with Jesus, and it's all going to end with him. The Old Testament is Jesus Christ concealed. The New Testament, Jesus Christ revealed. Mm -hmm. And this is what they're trying to know. When you get to the end of the Bible, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ in no other name. 100%. Man, what an awesome God we serve! Verse fifty-nine: They took up stones to cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out through the midst and, and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them and so passed by. So Jesus was the first invisible man. <laughs> Think about it: How do you go out through the middle of them and hid yourself and pass by? Mm-hmm. They were trying to hit him, and they couldn't even find him. Man, God is good. Acts eight. Mm-hmm. Acts 8, and we'll go to verse 37. Acts 8, 1, I mean, Acts 8 and 30. Let me see what time it is. Alright. We'll be done in 15 minutes. Yeah, Acts chapter 8 is right past John. I got confirmation. screen. Oh, Acts 8. Oh, yeah. Acts 8 chapter 8 Man, that's the Holy Ghost. Acts yes. 8 and what? Uh, what verse? We'll
2: start at
1: verse 30. Verse 30. actually it started verse 27 verse 26 now now, 20 um acts 8 in verse 26 but look we're going to see here this is exactly what we mean by being led by the spirit in all things so this is acts 8 in verse 26 and it says and the angel of the lord spake unto philip saying arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is um, desert. And he arose and went and beheld a man of Ethiopian and eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had uh, the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship. So Philip was being led of the spirit. The Lord told Philip, go to this place. There's a man that I need you to see. He saw a eunuch there. See, so it would be easy for us to win souls if we heard the voice of the Lord instructing us and telling us where to go. We won't waste our time. All right, so verse 28 says, Was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah the prophet. That's what Isaiah means. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him, ran to him, and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest what thou readest so philip came to mention him i mean to come to him and ask me hey, do you understand what you're reading and he said how can i except some man should guide me and he desired philip that he would come up and sit with him the place of the scripture which he had read was this he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb, dumb before his shearers, so he opened not his mouth. Now, this is speaking of Jesus. This is um, Isaiah 53. Guys, read Isaiah 53 in your spare time. It would t- it told people 700 years in advance what Jesus Christ was going to go through and how he was going to come. So he told them to read that, and then he says, um, let's see. Where am I? Um, Verse 32. Verse 33, actually. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee of whom speakest the prophet this, of himself or of some other man. So the eunuch didn't understand. He said, are you speaking of you or somebody else? All right. And this is verse um, 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So we understand what gets you saved. Mm -hmm. Philip said, hey, if you believe with all your heart, you may be baptized. Why? Because you know what you are following. You cannot follow God in pure ignorance. You cannot follow Jesus Christ. You have to know. When Philip came to the eunuch, he preached Jesus, nothing else, not his own philosophy, not some scripture that popped into his head. He's preaching Jesus. And then on top of that, he said, hey, man, if you believe with all your heart, you can get baptized right now. And that's all it takes. But you know, that word believe means more than just knowing that he lived, he died and he can't, and he's coming back. It is a lifestyle in knowing him and seeking him. So he said, "What hindered me?" Um, verse thirty-eight. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and then and they uh, went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found in Azotus, uh, passing through. Um, He preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So that is what it means to be led by the Spirit in believing. Philip went, did what the Spirit told him to do. Once that job was done, and the man actually believed. It is important when we go out to win souls that we preach Jesus and we give people the option to believe. Do Mm -hmm. you understand what you're following? You're not just somewhere showing up. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know what he wants? Do you know how to get started? And then it says the spirit caught away Philip and took him someplace else. We're talking supernatural. Now, how many people believe that? That the spirit just came and grabbed Philip and took him down the street. And we're talking like the Bible says that I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. We've got to know the Lord. One last chapter and I'm done. Chapter. Let's go to... Uh, Let's go to John, uh, 1 John 5, and I'm going to end it there. Hebrews 11 and 6. Remember, it says, without faith, it is impossible to, to please God. And um, Hebrews 11 is a good chapter because it teaches us how those who preceded us did what they did and how that there is a cloud of witnesses around us that we may follow the Lord. It is important that we understand that God's got a mighty calling for every single person here that believes. And that means really believes. But like the Bible says, and we talked about before, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, we grow in grace till Christ is formed in us. Let's go to First John 5 and 1. Okay.
2: No big deal. Got it right Close. Right. John 14, right?
1: No, first John 5. Uh,
2: okay. It's That's at the right back right? of the Bible. Yeah. No, it's at the back. No, no problem. Oh, there's a difference between St. John
1: and John? Yeah, there's um, there's 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and then there is John. All right. So first John 5, we'll start at verse 1 right down here. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. You yeah, there, brother? All right. First John 5 and 1, and it says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. So we understand that everyone that truly believes is born of God. So what does it take to believe God? We've got to be born again. We can't just become religious. We have to change in nature. Spend time with the Lord that we may have him. Verse 2. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. So that's not, you know, it's not about Christian hugs. It's not about baking cookies. It's not about speaking sweet before everyone. It is about obeying the Lord. The greatest gift that we can do for people is like the Bible says, take care of the widows and the oppressed, and keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Loving the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. Philippians 2 says that we are to esteem others above ourselves. That is the love of God. How often does God think about him like our brother Eloy was talking about? How often does God think of himself But he's always doing for you and I? Watching us go through the motions and doing everything we do, always forgiving us and always giving us a chance to go forward. We've got to have that kind of heart for our brother. Mm-hmm. But not you. Christ in you is only capable of doing that.
2: Kind of like how when I was in Boston I, uh, I took out 80 homeless people and I spent my whole check on them. The <laughs>
1: that is totally an act of the Lord. You don't find many people that would do that. So verse 3 says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous, so they're not hard. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So what does it take to be born of God? We've got to overcome the world. When the world says go right, Jesus Christ says go left. When the world says go up, Jesus Christ will tell you to go down. Now, whatever way we can actually switch that, but the Lord's ways are not the same as the world's ways. He says to be in this world, but not of this world. Because if you're of the world, you are going to believe the world. When you're of God, you are going to believe God. That's what keeps us from believing. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, by, um, not by water only, but by water and blood. It is, it, 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 and it is the spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is truth. So you see, we cannot be in the truth. He says that my words are spirit and they are life. He says that all of us that worship God must worship him in what? Spirit and truth. All right, so we're just about done And it says Verse 7 For there are three that bear record in heaven The Father, the Word And the Holy Ghost And these three are one Now you got a lot of people that will build doctrines around this And tell you this isn't true There is a trinity God is one God in three persons Mm -hmm. Father, Son, Holy Spirit When you see a family A family is The mark of God. It is like, you know, showing how God is. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Mother, Father, Children. You know, and that's the way that God designed it. So a lot of people come with oneness, Pentecostalism, and they don't want to believe that Jesus Christ is God. A lot of people don't want to believe that the Holy Ghost is also God. They are all God, but none of them are God alone. God the Father is God. (coughs) But God also, you know, has Jesus Christ, which came from him. And our Holy Ghost is God's Spirit. And those three are one. So if you offend one, you offend all three.
0: You said it that way. But you can also say that God is God no matter what. Amen. And if, if, if it says that it's, to, that it's all three, it's because all, all three are centered as one. But God was God before anything. So if God mm-hmm. was God before anything, then they don't have to be sinners one for God to be there.
1: Absolutely, but the Bible does make clear that Jesus there are in they Micah five. Make, no, in Micah five, the Bible always makes clear that Jesus was there in the beginning with the Father. Jesus wasn't created, Jesus came, he was called forth from the Father. So Jesus had mm-hmm. always existed. He didn't have a beginning. And that's what a lot of people teach. If you go to John one, it'll say, "In the beginning was the Word, who was Jesus Christ, and the Word was God." And the word, I mean, in the in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was was with God, and the Word was God. So Jesus Christ was always there with the Father. Now, in in um, carnal terms, that'll be hard to understand, but you see, on that side of things, we could actually understand it that. But in the beginning was the Word. It
0: says, oh, he was with God. He wasn't the Trinity yet because he wasn't combined as one. Mm-hmm. But see, he in the Bible. With. He was side by side with God. So he must have been it's so hard to, to explain and interpret because it could it could go in so many different directions.
1: Well, do you believe that Jesus created all things? No. Because the Bible says he did.
0: I believe God But the Bible, where does the Bible
1: say Jesus did it? All right, let's go. We can we, we can time out this real quick. So I'll just read this no, I'm not real quick. To
0: you, you, have to, you have to prove yourself. I just think,
1: oh, it's I in Colossians one and fifteen. I'm it's a, and that. it's in John one.
0: But so that that's where it gets confusing at certain points. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's like, but it ain't, it ain't really something that people need to look so so in depth to because reality is, is if you believe it, you believe it. And and, and you have have to keep going back and having controversy over it. No,
1: it's not controversy. I think the Bible speaks plain, but we've got to believe that Mm -hmm. that is what it is. And this is what we're going back to. The Bible says all things were made by Jesus and for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And without him was not anything made that was made. The the Bible makes clear that Jesus, when it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why when you when you got, when you asked me, mm-hmm. how come I? You said I, I, you're talking about God, but you don't you haven't said much about Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I, I told you, Jesus is everything. Uh-huh. God just oversees everything. All. Well, God the Father is the God and Father of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the no Jesus. doubt about it. Jesus King, and mm-hmm. Jesus' name is so powerful that
0: God all he has to do is oversee it now
1: mm-hmm.
0: because Jesus going to cover.
1: And and he handed all authority over to his son. The Bible makes that clear, too. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That is Philippians 2, 9 through 11. So, yeah, you're right, brother. So, it says in verse uh, Um, verse 8, and it says, And there are three that bear witness in earth the spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. So we've got to all be in the same place with the Lord. You know, as far as the spirit, that is the Holy Ghost of the or being born of the spirit. That is the water. There is your baptism and born out of the womb. And there is the blood, which is the shed blood of Jesus Christ that washes us clean from our sins. So then it says in verse nine, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. So we've got to believe what God says. For this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath have made him a liar, because he believeth not in the record that God gave of his Son. So we've got to believe everything that God the Father said of Jesus in order to have God the Father. So I just wanted to bring that point tonight, verse 12 actually, sorry. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. So what is all of this for? That we may believe on the Son of God. But the only way to truly believe him, it's got to affect us in our lifestyle. It's got to affect us in our faith. It's got to affect us in the authenticity of how we believe this word, which is utterly and completely, totally, you know, without any stipulations, without any, maybe he wasn't talking to me. That's not a believer. A believer reads these words and he knows that this is what God requires of me. So I am going to grow Christ in me so that I can be what I need to be for Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. So that's actually the lesson for tonight. Um, You know, I just encourage everybody to get into their word more. I encourage everyone to come more because I enjoyed what everyone said tonight. I learned something from everyone in here. I think it's good when we come together. We edify one another. There's our brother Eloy. I would love to see his gifts grow here. I would love to get to the point, man. When you come in, you teach a lesson or whatever. Hey, we're not. We love to hear what God has in people. I'm not the only teacher here. Sarah teaches. You know, you haven't met our, our brother James was out there the other day. He teaches. Christina and Carlin teach. That you haven't met, but you know, all I know is that
0: God's building His army. That's right. That's right. And tightness of the essence. That's right. We don't, have, we don't have very much time. We don't. And, and, and we, we really need to stand strong with this because there ain't no half stepping.
1: That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, so that's the lesson. I don't know. You know, I'm going <laughs> to present something real I quick. A, a psalm. All right, I'm just going to read a psalm. All right, she's got a psalm she writes, and after that, we're going to pray out.
2: Jesus, oh what a beautiful name Jesus to the world I proclaim there, was, there is no one else like you my Father You are my only provider and strong tower Jesus, you are my mighty, mighty victorious Jesus, your name is glorious Jesus, oh what a wonderful Savior Jesus, my Lord and King forever In Jesus Christ alone all things are made new And in Jesus Christ is the way, the life, and the truth
1: Amen. 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 That's awesome. Alright, so we're going to pray out tonight. Anybody wants to pray, they can. Alright, sounds good, brother?
0: Okay. I thank you, Lord, thank you. for bringing me here today. And bringing me back... Bring you back amongst my peers that believe in you as strongly if not more than I do. I pray that you bring direction with this team. Direction that, that we've never had before. Direction that's going to lead us into where we need to be in life and direction that's going to let us weed out the people that don't need to be near us
2: yes.
0: and let us God. plant seeds yes. to the people that need to. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that we grow each and each day and that we always value this team like a family yes. because we've made a covenant with you. Yes. And we love you, O Lord. Yes. And we thank you very much Jesus. for just bringing us together yes. because we know that only you could have done something this is great. Yes, yes Lord
2: God.
0: God. I love you, Lord. And, you and as I, as I um, say goodbye to you tonight, I want you to, to just fill the, these people's lives with the love that you've given me. Yes. Yes. And let them feel the Holy Spirit tonight as they go to sleep. And, you, Lord, and I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void more prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.